I'm Jody Nisnik, and you're listening to So Much More. In John 16, 12, Jesus stated, There is so much more I want to tell you. He then pointed to the Spirit as the one who would come, who would further his teaching by bringing his word to life for us. So much more creates space for God to reveal his truth through his word. Well, today we are continuing in our series on encountering Jesus through the Gospels, and we are in Matthew 26, verses 47 through 56. A little context about this passage is it is near the end of Jesus's life. This actually is his arrest. And with this arrest, it kicks off the final hours of Jesus's life, which is filled with his trials, conviction, beatings, and it culminates in his brutal death on the cross. We're doing this particular meditation right around Palm Sunday, and next week we will be doing a special meditation on the Easter resurrection passage. So I hope you'll also listen to that. But today, I know that this passage is probably pretty familiar to you. So we're going to be doing this as an imaginative prayer experience. So if you haven't done an imaginative prayer before, I want to invite you to pause here and you can go back and listen to the very first podcast where I introduce imaginative prayer to you and I walk you through every step and what you can expect from it. Now I'm going to walk you through every step here as well. So let's go ahead and get started. I want to invite you to first prepare, to prepare your heart and your mind and your body. So find a comfortable yet attentive posture to sit in and take a few deep in and out breaths. And as you breathe in, just invite the Lord to be in this space with you. And as you exhale, just imagine that with that outward breath, you are handing over to him anything that is weighing you down or anything that might distract you from this time with him. So go ahead and take another deep in and out breath. And as you do, let me pray for us. Oh Lord, we thank you for this time that we have set aside to hear your word and to meditate on it. And so I pray now, Lord, that this would become holy, sacred space. Lord, that as we enter into this passage, you would help it come to life for us. Lord, help us to notice details that you want us to notice. And I pray that the conversation that we have with you in prayer is Holy Spirit guided and led. And Lord, just help us to be open to whatever it is that you have for us in this time and this space. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. So the first time I read this passage for you, I want to invite you to just listen to the story and let it unfold in front of you. So this is the first reading of Matthew 26, verses 47 through 56. 
While Jesus was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd, armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus replied, Do what you came for, friend. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father, and he will at once put at my disposal more than twelve legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say, It must happen in this way? In that hour, Jesus said to the crowd, Am I leading a rebellion that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple courts teaching, and you did not arrest me. But this has all taken place that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. So as I read this passage over you a second time, this time we want to let the scene unfold in front of us in our imagination, noticing who is there, what does it look like, smell like, feel like, trying to engage all our senses to let the scene come to life in our imagination. A couple of things to note is that they are in the Garden of Gethsemane, which is a garden filled with olive trees. And Jesus had just been praying and had invited his disciples to pray with him, and they kept falling asleep on him. And when he came back the third time, that's where this passage picks up when it says, while he was still speaking, then Judas and the twelve arrived. The other thing to note about this passage is, if you're familiar at all with Peter, the disciple, it is Peter who draws the sword and cuts off the ear of the high priest's servant. So those are just some details as you're imagining that might help you put some context and color into this passage. So again, this is a second reading of Matthew 26, verses 47 through 56. While Jesus was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, 
Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus replied, Do what you came for, friend. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my Father, and he will at once put at my disposal more than twelve legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say, It must happen in this way? In that hour, Jesus said to the crowd, Am I leading a rebellion that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple courts teaching, and you did not arrest me. But this has all taken place that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Now, as I read the passage for you a third time, this time allow the Lord to draw you to be one of the people in this passage so that you experience it from their shoes, so to speak. And as you let him draw you into that person's perspective, then pay special attention to what you notice and feel. And when I'm done reading, I'm going to give you some space to go and have a conversation with Jesus about whatever it is that is on your heart. So this again is a reading of Matthew 26 verses 47 through 56. While Jesus was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd, armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus replied, Do what you came for, friend. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. 
Do you think I cannot call on my Father? And he will at once put at my disposal more than twelve legions of angels. But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen in this way? In that hour, Jesus said to the crowd, Am I leading a rebellion that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple courts teaching, and you did not arrest me. But this has all taken place that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Now I want to invite you to remain in the scene and imagine that there's a pause before Jesus is taken away where you can go and have a conversation with him and talk to him about whatever has been stirred in you and give him space to speak back to you. So go ahead and do that now. If you haven't already, I want to invite you to close your time with the Lord. Just thank Him for the time that you've had together. And now I want to invite you to take a posture of just rest. No matter what has been stirred up, no matter what the Lord has revealed to you, just to rest in knowing his goodness and his grace rest in knowing that his death on the cross actually made a way for you to be in relationship with him so just rest in knowing who you are and how beloved you are to him so take a moment to just remind yourself of all of those true things
Oh Lord, we thank you for this powerful passage, getting to see these final moments, this moment of deep betrayal, this moment of disciples who are exhausted, yet want to fight, yet then flee. Lord, so many emotions are wrapped up into this passage. And so whatever it is that you helped us notice, Lord, would you just help those truths to settle deep in our soul? And whatever it is that maybe you convicted us of or reminded us of, or whatever it is you invited us to have a conversation with you about, Lord, would we remember that all of that is covered over in grace and that your death on the cross provided a way for us to be in deep abiding relationship with you from now and into eternity. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you that you endured through all of this and that you did it because of love, because you loved us so much. You endured not only this betrayal, but the trials and the beatings and all the things that led up to your incredibly painful death you endured for us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for that. We are incredibly grateful and we pray all of these things in your mighty and strong name. Amen. I want to give a quick word of caution here. I invited you to let Jesus speak back to you. And by the power of the Spirit, I do hope that you heard his voice. But I do, as always, want to remind you that Jesus' voice will always sound like love, even if he is convicting us of sin, and his voice will never contradict his word. So if you feel like there was something that he said to you that feels a little different than other things that you've heard, then I want to invite you to discern that with a trusted friend and pray about it um, and invite somebody into that process with you. Imaginative prayer can be a really powerful experience because it creates space for us to slow down and to enter into God's word in a new way. And so I hope it was a meaningful experience for you. Well, I want to invite you to join me in listening to the companion podcast where I get to have a conversation with Dr. Sandra Glan. Dr. Glan is a professor at Dallas Theological Seminary and is actually one of my favorite professors that I had at Dallas Theological Seminary. She's also the author of more than 20 books. Many of them are centered on her interests of bioethics, sexuality, and biblical women. So I do hope you'll join me for that. Dr. Glan is just incredibly smart and thoughtful and wise. Well, until then, thanks for joining me on So Much More, because we do believe Jesus has so much more to say to us, and we are creating space to listen. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. 
and even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hardworking pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com.